In the name of Jesus, the wisdom of God. Amen. As a child, I feared and loved mom and dad. I did not despise their teaching, but held it sacred and gladly heard and learned it. Uh, right. If my parents were sitting here today, they would probably want to radically alter that statement. So let me try that again. As a child, I probably loved mom and dad when I knew I could have things done my way. And I think I actually feared them most only when I knew I had blew it or I had blown it and some kind of punishment was on the way. I often ignored, went against, or simply did not get my parents. I did not really think of or heard their words as a sacred treasure and inheritance, but rather thought of them as somewhat ancient or at least odd opinions. I did not particularly receive my parents' teaching with joy or gladness. I heard and learned from them probably because they were really persistent and did not leave me off the hook to learn and do whatever I wanted to learn and do. Just as the fourth commandment demands that we do not despise but gladly hear and learn the word of our parents and other authorities in the horizontal realm of human relationships. The third commandment tells us that, as Luther puts it in the small catechism, we should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. The third commandment deals with the place of the Word of God in worship and therefore in our whole lives. For Christians are a living sacrifice unto the Lord as they live by the Word in this world. The third commandment calls God's children to receive, inwardly digest, and live faithfully, joyfully by His Word. In our text today, St. John holds before us the Son of God as the great communicator, the definitive revealer, the exegete and preacher of the Father's Word to the human race. The Son of God who comes from above, who has always been with his Father and known him intimately, has heard the Father's word of wisdom in eternity in order to preach it to us by the Spirit in the history of salvation. Yet something tragic happens. As St. John puts it, no one accepts the Son's testimony. The word of God is despised. Jesus, the bearer of good news, God's exegete and homiletician par excellence, is despised, rejected, and killed. 
In John 6, Jesus says, I am the bread of life, and the will of the Father is that everyone who believes in his Son will share in his life and resurrection. But a broader group of disciples turned their backs on Jesus. Jesus says, my words are spirit and life, but they will have none of it. Just as there are consequences for turning one's back on the sound advice of one's parents, so too there are consequences for turning one's back on the word of our Heavenly Father. John says, The wrath of God is upon those who will not hear and obey his Son. I imagine many of us who were once children are now appreciative of the wisdom passed on to us by our parents. More than that, many of us who were once children are now the voice of our parents. We have become the communicators and the preachers to others of their wise words to us. We have become the mouthpiece of those words that, quite frankly, more than once or twice, probably saved our lives and those of others. Jesus has passed on to us the life-giving wisdom of his Father, which he embodies, the Son, in his preaching, his life, his cross. The wisdom that saves us from this hostile world and at the same time shapes us to serve in this world. As Luther might say in his introduction or instruction on how to read the Gospels, the Word of God brings us Christ first as our gift of forgiveness that the world cannot give. And then the Word of God also brings us Christ as our example of cross-bearing on behalf of our neighbor in this world. We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. I had some weight problems growing up. My grandfather, Samuel, was a diabetic. And to make matters worse, Hispanics, Latinos have always been known to have a high incidence of diabetes when compared to the rest of the population. Growing up, my parents insisted that I learn a sport and exercise. They spent time and effort taking me to swimming lessons, persuading and encouraging me to learn the sport, giving me every opportunity to fall in love with swimming and make it a part of my life. I did not always appreciate their preaching on the benefits of swimming and perhaps even resented going to practice. But they knew better. They were wiser. Today, their word of wisdom, their tough love in some cases, their loving persuasion in others, has in some preventive but nevertheless real ways kept me healthy and, yes, saved my life. You see, great temporal blessings in this life come to those 
who hear and learn the words of parents and elders. And the same is true for those who listen to the preaching of God's Word and obey it in their everyday lives. It is so good to hear the Word from God. And there is even more than blessings in this life. For through His Word, the Father also bestows upon you the blessings of the forgiveness of sins, the final resurrection, and eternal life through His Son. As we remember today to keep the Sabbath day holy by receiving, learning, and obeying the Word of God, which brings us Christ first as our salvation and then also as our example of life, let us make the words of St. Peter to our Lord our words. After many from the broader group of disciples had turned their backs on Jesus, only the smaller group led by Peter was left. Jesus turns to them and essentially asks, Are you leaving too? In the spirit, in the spirit Peter speaks the wisdom of the Father to them for the rest and for all of us. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.